0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're going to finish today the fourth chapter of Eruvin. And just in celebrating reaching the end of it, I just want to remind us about the beginning of it and about the middle of it. We began, someone whom Gentiles or an evil spirit have taken out of the, um, of the And We learned that he has no more than four amot in any direction. He can walk no more than four amot in any direction because he's been taken outside. But he's been taken outside not of his own free will. And so if they bring him back, It's as if he never came out. If they bring him back or if he wanders back, this is someone mentally in distress, he's just as if he'd never left it. That was the first case we looked at at the beginning of the chapter. And then yesterday we talked about someone who's on a journey. Someone who's on a journey, it became dark so Shabbat comes and he's on the journey and he sees a tree or a fence and he said let my Shabbat place be under it and we learned that actually if he points precisely to the place so precisely to the root for example of the tree he can establish his Shabbat place there and then he can have 2,000 amot all around so those, that's where we got to so far now, let's jump into Mishnah 10 and let's close the let's close the parek. You can see it's this, I mean Mishnah is poetry and you can see it, you know we're repeating this theme Mishiyat be'er. vinba. Someone went out to a town that was being connected or they were connecting Really, Aravin, but is they were connecting with an Erev. This is the verb to make an Erev. But he was returned home by his friend. So he goes out to a town that was where they were trying to make an Erev, and he's returned by his friend. This is really almost incomprehensible. I would say this is completely incomprehensible without commentators and Gemara. But it it seems that. He is going out, he's not just going out to a town which was being connected by an Erov, he's going to make the Erov. He's holding the bread. Look, here's a diagram of it down below. Look, let's say he comes from town one and there are 2,000 Damot in each direction. He needs to place the Erov exactly on the edge of the Trum, and then the people in the town can make it to town two. Which also has 2,000 amot in each direction. In other words, he can join up between the two towns. That's what he's trying to do. And then the people of each town can walk backwards and forwards on Shabbat. But the Mishnah says, the Mishnah says, His friend sent him back. This feels a little bit like the person who went out to do a mitzvah and then he was told there was no need for it anymore. Someone tells him, Oh, no, don't worry. I've already set up the Eruv. But he hasn't. He's turned back unintentionally, and as a result, there is no Eruv. There's no Eruv, that Shabbat, between the two towns. What is the situation? Well, there are two, as always, there are two opinions. Let's start with the Mishnah, the first opinion of the Mishnah. He himself can go and all the other townspeople are forbidden. Divrei Rabbi Yudah, according to Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah, remember we learned yesterday that someone who was out in the field and said, let my shabbat place be in a specific place say at the root of the tree he establishes his shabbat place there rabbi Yudah seems to think that this person has indeed established his shabbat place by his intention to go there even though he didn't actually make it we talked yesterday about how important intention is so he's established it by intention but of course all the other people in the town they meant to establish it via the bread yeah via the bread that was going to be put there and that's failed so according to rabbi heuda he can walk backwards and forwards between the two towns but they cannot rabbi meir will disagree rabbi meir says rabbi meir omer kol she huyachol arev anyone who's able to prepare an Eruv and does not. This is the case, really, because he, he could have done it. He could have gone all the way to the place, but his friend turned him back. Anyone who's able to prepare an Eruv and does not is like someone who is both a donkey driver and a camel driver. And remember, we learnt about the donkey driver and the camel driver in, I think, the last chapter. And we learnt that one, one of the features of a camel... Is that you need to lead it you can only lead a camel you don't drive a camel but the thing about a donkey is you have to drive it from behind the Mishnah by the way knows you have to drive a donkey from behind and there are other stories about driving donkeys from behind in, in, in the Gemara. <laughs> you got to drive a donkey from behind so if you have a donkey and a camel you're in a difficult situation you always have to stand in front of the camel and behind the donkey, you can have to stand between the camel and the donkey, or you can't get anywhere. You have to stand between them. And Rabbi Meir seems to be getting at this when he says, "This person is like a donkey driver and a, someone who's both." He haraze gamal. It's like a donkey camel driver. He's saying he's caught between the two. And look, here's the picture of being caught between the two. Look, he intended to make his Erov around where the red dot is, where the, 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 where the, um around the red dot, where the arrow should have been between the two towns. Town two is on his right. He came from town one on the left. Now, maybe his Shabbat station is in town one, in which case he can go for 2,000 amot around town one. Maybe his Shabbat station is around the red dot where he intended to put the bread, but didn't. We don't know which one is effective. We don't know. And according to Rabbi Meir, because we don't know, he needs to stick in the space between the two. He in the overlap, in the overlap of the two circles, like the driver who's between the camel and the donkey and he can't escape one animal or the other this person is stuck between those two point those two central points that's rabbi meir and the donkey and the camel let's go on let's go on because that situation dealt with someone who went out on purpose what if he went out "Mm, maybe he's not paying attention this is someone who didn't go out before Shabbat to prepare, but he went out on Shabbat. So he's going out on Shabbat. He doesn't care about the trum. At least that's the way the Tanura puts it. This guy doesn't care about the limit. And this is, he's going to be fined. Someone went out beyond the Shabbat limit. Even just by one cubit, by 18 inches. Loikanes he can't re-enter he's now stuck in his four cubits he can't well i mean i guess he could re-enter by one three cubits but he can't do anything else he's no longer part of the town when he comes back he's just stuck in his four cubits now rabbi eliezer will be a little bit delicate rabbi eliezer says rabbi eliezer omer sh'taim yikanes. Two qubits he may re-enter, shalosh loikanes. Remember, Rabbi Eliezer has this peculiar view of four of the four qubits around a person. Let me go back to the Rabbi Eliezer's diagram. Rabbi Eliezer says if you're stuck out there in the middle of the field, rather than having four amot in each direction, you have two in each direction. And that's because Rabbi Eliezer believes that a person himself takes four amot, two in each. So for Rabbi Eliezer, these two amat in each direction are personal. And so he will say, with the situation of the someone who's gone out, um, he's gone out, he's he's neglected to keep the tchum and he's gone out, but just by one amat, Rabbi Eliezer will say, okay, but part of him is still inside the He He's only out by two cubits or less than two cubits. Well, part of him is still inside the tchum, so he can go back. If he goes more than two, two cubits, shalosh loikanes, three cubits, he may not re-enter, like the first opinion. Similarly, mishershirch Someone who was, he was outside the trum and it got dark. He was overtaken by dark outside the tomb. Again, this is not someone who has the presence of mind or the knowledge or the care and attention to say, ah, this will be my Shabbat station. I've got 2,000 amot. He doesn't do anything. He's just outside and he does nothing. He can't, he can't get back inside the town, at least not for lachik purposes. He has no Shabbat space at all. Now, Rabbi Shimon is going to be lenient, by the way. Rabbi Shimon says, Even 15 amot, he can come back in. Because the people who measure actually don't measure that accurately. They don't measure to within 15 amot. And they they're actually, they're a little bit conservative when they lay out the boundaries of the town just in order to f- take care of people who err. And um, the, I brought you the Rambam on Rabbi Eliezer, but also he finishes by saying the halacha does not go like Rabbi Eliezer or Rabbi Shimon. Tomorrow we will learn about the surveyors. I shouldn't say tomorrow. When we learn the mish, next Mishnah, which is next week, we will learn about how they survey the city and how they define its bounds but we will close here for today thank you for listening to this edition of the daily mishnah podcast with benedict